0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Just a year after awarding five contracts to support IT modernization, the Agriculture Department is moving on. USDA decided to bring all of its efforts in-house and end its relationship with contractors and with the General Services Administration under the Centers of Excellence Initiative. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why USDA believes it's ready to steer its IT modernization ship on its own. Jason joins me now with more. And this really is big news because these Center of Excellence projects have been held up as this is the way of the future for everybody on modernization.
0: USDA was the first one out of the gate. They were the lighthouse agency, as the administration called them. And they were the first one to get through phase one, which was discovery. They were the first one to get to phase two, which was these contract awards. So I guess this says they're ready for, quote-unquote, phase three, if there is such a thing that, hey, we're, we've learned a lot and we're going to bring it in-house. And I think that's a great sign in many ways. And in many ways, Tom, as someone told me, this is a disruptor to the federal marketplace, or it very much could be one. But it does also lead to a lot of questions, and we'll get to them in a second, but the USDA has told me through a spokesperson that the whole pl- the plan all along was to award these contracts, embed USDA detailees with the COE staff from GSA and the contractors, absorb all that knowledge, and then bring it back to USDA and go forward with it. And if that happened, and we're going to assume it did because they're telling us it did, right? Then that's a really good thing. That's a very positive approach. But it does open a lot of questions.
1: Well. The government uses the so-called capability maturity model in a lot of other endeavors. So could we say or infer from this that, okay, we did the center of excellence. We did the whole nine yards with contractors. We now have that maturity to modernize on our own. Is that basically what they're saying? Not to use that capability maturity model in this context, but it seems analogous.
0: No, no. I think you're absolutely right in the fact that they're saying because we've learned all these things, we believe we're ready to to, to keep it in-house – but, Tom, I would offer this. Very few agencies over the course of our careers we can look back and said they only do things in-house by themselves. We There's very few instances that I can look back and say, hey, that agency is doing that program, that project, that initiative solely by themselves. No contractor support and no other support. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Social Security Administration still does a lot of in-house coding for their mainframe and their other types of systems. The IRS maybe is another example, but almost every other agency has contractor support. And that's why this is so interesting and and very newsworthy, because USDA is raising their hand and saying, we're ready to go.
1: And even the IRS used contractors for the modernizing part, and they use their in-house people for keeping the old stuff going. So this is a surprise ending its contract, because vendors, you know, agencies are always saying we still need a partnership with industry as we modernize. So this is a big surprise.
0: I would say it is a huge surprise, and when I've talked to sources who've been in industry for 20 and 30 years, they cannot remember a time when an agency has ended a contract because of good terms, meaning they didn't have poor vendor performance, they didn't have a major change in policy, they just decided, we don't need your help anymore. And remember, Tom, these contracts were awarded with great fanfare, GSA held industry days, they put out these RFQs, they put out press releases, and when they made awards to about 10 or so vendors, they also made big, big a deal to say, hey, look, look, these are the vendors that are going to help us move IT modernization forward. The other thing that's interesting about the decision to end the the contracts is four of the five contracts had option years that they could have picked up. And it just it's a little questionable why you wouldn't pick up those option years, because if you still need help, if you still have a lot of work to do, you're going to need help. And whether it comes from contractors or not, why not just have them even in the back room, have them on call? Because now you don't have anything. And that leads me down the path of the other big surprise and the other question that arises. And I've heard this from multiple sources is maybe the reason they're ending the contracts is because USDA doesn't have the money to, for those contracts. Now, I asked USDA that question, and they didn't respond directly about the funding. They said it's not a matter of whether USDA has money or not. They said there was basically no need to ask for more money in 2020, and there's no reason to have an engagement with OMB or Congress to request additional funds because we're ready to go in-house.
1: And do we know who made that decision? Was it the CIO's office or did it go higher than that?
0: So it's unclear if it's from the CIO's or if it's higher than that. But if it's a money issue, obviously that usually comes from either the CFO's office or some sort of assistant uh, secretary for management or the deputy secretary because that, that has to flow down. We're
1: speaking with Federal News Radio's executive editor, Jason Miller. And so they have ended these contracting relationships. Maybe it's good to review what they felt they accomplished over the past year.
0: USDA was good about providing me with a list of accomplishments. Now, I have to admit, Tom, I did not confirm them separately. I did not go to each of the COEs and ask. But this is what USDA says. Under data analytics, for example, they've avoided $10 million in duplicative infrastructure costs. They have one dashboard that, that is saving about three and a half weeks of report creation time per year. Uh, Under cloud infrastructure, they've closed 26 data centers with a goal of closing as many as 37. And they also say that those data center closures have resulted in savings or avoidance of about $42 million. Under the uh, customer experience COE, they've launched a customer feedback platform. They call it Tell Sunny 2.0, and that has automated case management and has increased the number of customers who are providing feedback to something like 20 million people.
1: Just a word on that one, tell Sonny. That can't be a permanent name for that program, because God bless him, Sonny Two will not be the agriculture secretary forever.
0: Very true. So they may maybe have to say the next secretary, tell whoever that person is. Smokey. Smokey. (laughs) And then under customer experience, they've also talked about how they've launched Farmers.gov. They've launched the Farmers.gov farm loan discovery tool and farm loan guides uh, really focused on human centered design and they said they've seen a uh, 72% approval rate from that effort up from that's up 3% from 2017 so as you can see they they, they feel like they've made some progress they've they've pushed forward better customer service better user centered design but let's be honest things aren't done so canceling the contracts or at least not picking up the the option years on the contracts that's why this also is more surprising because They still have 11 data centers to close, so can they do it on their own? They think they can, but then again, if they need contractor support, they'll have to go through that entire contracting process again, whether it's a GSA schedule or whether it's a full and open, they still have to go through it, and that's going to potentially add more delay and add more time to this effort.
1: Yes, because they must feel then they're at least signaling that they have the confidence they can do all of this themselves, and closing data centers means engaging a cloud I presume. And so they must feel like they're good at that now.
0: It's interesting you bring up cloud. Now, that blanket purchase agreement under this Centers of Excellence, that had the biggest awards. I think there were 10 awards by themselves for for cloud. And not one task order, I've been told from industry sources, was, was put up against that BPA, that blanket purchase agreement over the last year. So there's a ton of cloud work still to go. Now, yes, USDA is ahead of a lot of agencies when it came to email and collaboration tools. But when it came to moving mission-critical apps to the cloud beyond, I think, Farmers.gov, my understanding is there's not been a huge move, at least not through this, again, blanket purchase agreement, Centers of Excellence contract. So, again, it raises the question, if you still have a lot to go with cloud, why not at least renew that one contract? And they chose not to.
1: And did they, aside from giving you a list of what they've accomplished so far, what do they plan to do next? You mentioned a lot of data centers to go yet, but- as you say, also, modernization never really ends. So what are their goals for 2020, 2021, 2022?
0: From what I can tell, it's still to push forward and, and take the services that they give to citizens and really modernize them. Bring them using the customer experience platform, using uh, user-centered design uh, approaches where they can say, OK, what do our people need and how to make sure our customers get what they want, farmers, producers, others – uh, they have other modernization efforts around loan systems. They have the the uh, farm bill that's coming up. Uh, There's always a new stuff is added. So all of that will get thrown into the, the, the cauldron of IT modernization where they will have to move it forward. And again, kudos to USDA for making some progress. Kudos to USDA for thinking that they're ready to move on by themselves. Again, Tom, we say this a lot. The proof will be in the pudding.
1: Sure. And just a final question, though, uh, Jason, do we know who the major contractors were and a rough idea of what they were spending with them?
0: It's hard to say the, how much they were spending, but the contractors were a mix of large and small. It was people like SAIC, Booz Allen, Hamilton, Accenture, and then there were some other smaller contractors as well. And what I've been told from industry sources is this. The contractors and the small businesses involved in this, the large and small businesses, They were a little surprised that their options were not picked up, and they were a little surprised about how USDA embedded their people in the the work and started taking over the work and kind of elbowing out contractors, which, Tom, which is why I think in many regards this may be a huge disruptor to the federal market where agencies are training their own people and then taking it over – and saying thank you to the contractors and showing them the door.
1: Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Be sure to check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zell. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person,